0: Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shaw, and today we have the wonderful Kimberly Brown. She is an author, a speaker, a mentor, a mommy, and a beautiful spiritual being. Welcome to the show, Kimberly. Thank you. Thank you, Tamala. Thank you for having me. It's a blessing. It's a blessing and a privilege. Yes. You know, we uh, we had a pre-show and pre-talk and realized we kind of know some of the same people. And I just uh, it's just been such a blessing thus far to, yes. uh, you know, to have have a friend yes. <laughs> on the yes. show um, even meeting today. But we are definitely already friends. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't wait for you to bless the people with your story. And we're going to talk about your book and everything that you have going on. So, Kimberly, tell us a little bit about you. OK, well, you know, I, I'm an inspirational uh, speaker and um, I love just being able to inspire wherever platform, um, even on my day to day job. You know, I, I work very hard, but I love what I do. I've, I've been a state a case manager for years now. And um, in that field, uh, starting off from, you know, um, youth to adults and people that are just, you know, different. And then one day, one time I branched off and I started um, working with uh, people in addiction. And I just, I mean, I just love the public sector. Let's love the public sector. And then, like you said, I am a, a mom and a grandmom and I have four adult children and one minor and then six grandkids. So I'm just loving the season, even with being um, a single black woman at this season of my life, getting ready to celebrate my big five-oh is that um, I, I found that every uh, chapter and every journey of experiences that I've been through that I would had to do them all over again to be where I'm at now. Yes. Yeah. That is so, so true. Um, I try to tell people a lot, like we go through things for a purpose, you know, if you had not gone on, you know, gone through some of the things that you've gone through, you wouldn't be sitting right here. If I hadn't been gone, if I hadn't gone through some of the things I've gone through, I wouldn't be sitting here and we wouldn't have this beautiful kinship right now. Right. Yeah. yeah, So tell us a little bit about your background, like your, your youth and some of the things that you're going to tell about in this beautiful book of yours. Well um that the book that, that's my baby that is a memoir and it is starting from my childhood from, from what I could remember and um it started off by me really accepting that's where I came up with the accept and embrace it all that this had really happened and some parts had are sad that I really never accepted that it was sad. Um, some things were beyond my control. Some things was not my responsibility. Um, I wasn't responsible of these things that had happened, that I carried weight for years and years and felt that some type of way I was responsible, you know, to- um, happens, yes. Be giving as away. a child, because you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Being given away, being left, being forgotten as, you know, not ever being reunited with my parents or my um siblings, even even not being even reunited as they eventually divorced and had other families. I knew about this. And so there was a weight on me of my self worth because I never still got reunited with any of them and knew them up until I was five. So I had uh and then I was uh you know God had a plan from the time that uh i had was conceived and had you know was was born where the plan for me out of the five adult children or four adult children from my biological mom and my biological father uh i was the only one that was separated i was the only one that was given away at the time it was just two of us and she had um was pregnant with the 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 brother um but they had other children after I was given you know to the paternal aunt which was my father's sister um i was separated and for a reason now that i look back at the journey that um there was a calling there was like you said a purpose for me to be raised at 5 with people that were rooted in church that was very religious and Even those things had happened to me because they were religious and they was in that generational era. Had I not went through them, I wouldn't be so advocate and vocal for mental health, um, for people to be, um, transparent Mm -hmm. and, um, for, um, truth to be the truth and, um, to not take the scriptures out of context when, when we're into tradition. So I had to go through all of that to be a vocal point to, as you were saying, not just for me, but then my children Mm -hmm. and then their children, because Mm -hmm. I I believe what had happened with me, there was, um, and this is why I inspire and tell so many women, sometimes you have to believe and see the big picture that it's just not you. It's about your children and their children of the generational curses and the generational cycles to stop, but it had to start somewhere. So there is an, um, I remember a lady had brought this up to me and I I just took it as an aha moment that I said, yeah, because I really was stunned that we have an accountability. Once we get freed and we get through the things and experience that we've gone through, we have an accountability to share it, to be able to inspire to someone else that this has happened. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because that way you can help those that are, right. you know, you've come through something right. and, but there's somebody that's still sitting in it, right? Yes. yes. So if you're telling your story, I am a true believer that it will drop into the right ears. Right. And those right. ears will say, oh, I can feel this. Right. She survived it. Maybe yeah. I can get some of the tools that she used. Right. And even to just know that she survived it and she's on the other side, it gives me hope. Right. 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 So you were um, given to your uncle. Yes. Aunt. To your aunt. Yes. And so her husband. To mm-hmm. your aunt and her husband. Mm-hmm. And you were raised by them. Did you have any siblings with them? No. No, so you were you were the only they, they didn't have any children together. They had a uh, family member, which was her, one of her siblings, a female that stayed with them when I got there. And then I was introduced to the rest of the siblings. I knew that my father was one of the brothers and I knew she was the oldest of all of them. So in that generational era, it was like way back then, it was... Um, I'm the big sister slash mom of Mm -hmm. my brothers and my sister. They're my babies. And then here are some extended Mm -hmm. uncles and aunts that you need to see or, you know, you need to know about because their mom was close to my mom. And when their mom passed away, then I had them as my babies, you know. So she was like the oldest of all of them. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And so that happened when you were five, that happened when I was five and oh, i'm right. and and you know i i I want to add that it was such an amazing journey also to see, even though through my pain of being separated from my sister, I seen the love that she had for them okay. the sibling yeah mm-hmm. and it's 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 like a child absorbs everything, even though I cried, I miss my sister she was two years older than me. Mm -hmm. And being separated from her and even with us still living in the same town, there were times, especially when I got pregnant at 15, there was times when I was going through 12, 13 that I yearned for her to, you know, Mm -hmm. come and save me, come and, you know, at least let me know that she didn't forget me or I was Mm -hmm. in her thoughts, you know, I seen, I was able to process and I absolutely observe my adopted mom caring and loving her siblings no matter what no matter what my dad did he still she still she was so she would just light up when one of them would come in and talk about one was, one of my uncles was a fireman and he was talking about his day and she would just light up or uh, one you know my dad he he remarried and got other kids and he would come in even though now he forgot about me but he would be so happy about him having another child or him going into the ministry and she would just light up. And if they did something wrong or they didn't do things is right. She's and my, my, my adopted dad, her husband would be like, well, little mom, you know, you know, they're making their bed hard. And I told them boys or whatever. She's like, well, yeah, daddy bill, but you know, they still my babies, you know? So mm-hmm. I was able to see, and I, I, I when she passed away last year, and her um one of my uncles was there because my my um biological father passed away at about 11 12 years ago but um some of her siblings was there i i i just my feelings just overflowed from a lot of places but i do remember one spot of remembering that i witnessed the love that she had for them as the big sister So I wouldn't have had that had that had had never happened. Right. Absolutely. Uh, So the name of the book is The Epitome of Kimmy. Uh So I'm assuming, I don't know this because we didn't talk about it, that you named it Kimmy because that is the child you. That is the child me, but that also is what my adopted dad called me. Nice. And he ended up. Uh, after me feeling abandoned by my biological mother and father, he seemed to fit that role of my first love, my first protector. So when he said, you know, Kimmy, your daddy loves you, but God loves you more. I had to give, yeah, yeah. He always would tell me that. He he said, you know, Kimmy, daddy Bill loves you, but I I have to tell you. And he was just such a wise man, you know, he's like, but I have to tell you. God loves you more than I love you. And you know, and so that stuck with me. And so I'm all, I always love music. Music was, uh, you know, you, 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 you have, you have to find, you know, your coping tools that works for you and don't work against you. And I tried to, you know, inspire people that, that what may work for me may not work for you. So I socially drink every now and then. It works for me. I, I never had any problem, but music was also a, a coping coping tool for me. And so all types of music that I would listen to. So the one time I was listening to a song and the lyric, she had said epitome. And I'm just like, I'm putting it down and I'm I'm looking in I Google and it said the essence. And I said, that's it. I, if I can get these together, because it was um, the, the essence of everything that I had to get this memoir out of me to show that this is really this was this is me yeah yes Mm -hmm. so tell us about the memoir what will you know when 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 these wonderful listeners Uh go out (laughs) to grab this book give them a little bit of what they're gonna what they're gonna receive in the book well yeah so like i said i start from five because i had to i through the years i've always were able to share truthfully you know, um, bits and pieces of my story that would help, you know, people at that time, that the appropriate time. Some would say, oh my gosh, your life is like a movie or something like that. But I had to go all the way from the beginning, which was really hard, but I had to release uh, a liberation to say, this really happened. And I have to accept that it has happened to me. And it's, and I'm okay. And embrace that the broken foundations don't have to stay broken. There was a broken foundation is what the readers are going to start immediately seeing of love and trust and a rejection. Um, The foundation at very, at a very young age, a foundation that was broken of seeing and witnessing domestic violence, you know, and not knowing what to do. Um, Broken foundation into um, spirituality, you know, um, being very confused with the, the spirituality connection and the salvation because of that generational era. My first sexual experience was from an uncle that was allowed to stay there because he accepted God in his life that Sunday and he had nowhere to go, but he had, he was a pedophile. And because he had used that deliverance, yes. they opened the doors. And at 12, it, that was my first experience for almost a whole year. Um, so they'll be able to find out that the five all the way up to, you know, um, since I was 12, the, um, the struggle, the struggle of, of, of not feeling myself worth being misdiagnosed from PTSD to M mild retardation, what was on paper. So I was in resource for six years where society had counted me out. They said I would never read or write. But because I was misdiagnosed at that time, they didn't have the tools, they didn't have the school, they didn't have the classes. My parents pretty much changed my name, adopted me, well changed the last name, adopted me without any type of training. Um, and they were old school. They did what they thought that what worked for them was gonna work for me. You know, right. it was very proud to all the child. I mean, I was born to a certain degree, of course, but um, they really was old school, you know. And so when my resource teacher and she didn't look like me, so they'll see the cross boundaries that I had to be open and receptive to. Even when God brings what don't look like you in your life, there's angels in disguise because that was one of my first angels was my resource teacher that said to me, you are a special child. I'm not going to let you go. So she, I stayed with her for six years, but she did say one time to my parents, I think she need to be seen. And that one time shut them, she, they shut her totally down over prayer and faith. I think we were there for about 45 minutes, listening to that scripture after scripture about prayer and how prayer works, period. So she wasn't going to open that door no more. But uh, she did stay with me. You know, I stayed with her for six years. And I remember saying a simple prayer. And um, from seventh and eighth grade, you would not have known unless you had went back to my school, the elementary school, and read my reports. Mm-hmm. Statistics had really written me off that I was even in resource. That's just how miraculous things moved with me. But at the same time, readers will still see that I'm struggling silently. and one of the chapters I talk about a silent cry because I, I, you know how my uh, um, and I think I, I believe, I believe I'm right that she was the one that was that muted herself or whatever. It so mm-hmm. kind of like, um, I shut down. I really mm-hmm. shut down in a in a in a certain season of my life because I felt that my voice or my feelings did not matter. You know. And so they'll see about the silent cry and how I struggled to um, go from day to day. And life is still changing. Life is still, you know, going, moving with me. And from the 12-year-old introduction of sexuality, how I'm chasing that feeling and get pregnant at 15, not because I'm promiscuous, it's because I'm just looking for love. I'm I'm hurt. And that acceptance that that broken foundation of wanting to be accepted is one of the things that was one of the hardest healing coming to accept that that I really needed to give that to God to be healed from of um, feeling that I need people to validate me and that years after years of getting into marriages for marriages um and 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 relationships in between those times of um because I just wanted to be accepted. I wanted to feel like I was helping or saving someone here. I'm steady drowning and dying myself. So yeah. I had to really be very open and transparent for the readers to see that it took the work for me to choose me, to open my eyes one day and say, look, repeated unhealthy relationships has to mm-hmm. stop. And it starts with me. Abusive relationships have to stop. And it's got to start with me. Me always looking for validation has to stop because it was broken. But it doesn't have to stay broken. Wanting love, just yearning for love, even down to my kids have to stop. Because it was from that torn from I was little. And someone fighting for me has to stop. But it has to start with me. I have to want it so bad that I got to choose me. And so then we'll see that in that book that I finally, at the last chapter, I, my oldest daughter, she's so funny. She had to hurry up and get the book um, before anybody else. And she's like, and I said, Courtney, I said, uh, what was the favorite part? And she's like, Mom, She said, it was sad. She said, some things I didn't even know. She said, I said, well, can you tell me what a favorite chapter My God, it's only six chapters. You can't <laughs> give me one chapter. She said, no, I cannot. She said, but I'll tell you this. And so the readers are really be, be, be uh, laughing about that. She said the last chapter. <laughs> <laughs> last one. I love it. <laughs> hey, that's enough. So when the, I the last chapter, is the best for me. So yeah, so I'll take them to a transparent look. So thank you so much for letting me share it. This is the first time I really shared it. that That is much in depth um, since I've been on, um, you know, being interviewed about my story is that. I'm really excited for whoever that wants to um, just be inspired, even for something similar, Please. to get to the last Thank
1: chapter you. of the. I, and I
0: honor you. I completely honor you for being willing to get down in the muck, yeah, and bring it up, yeah, and give it to people because that's really, really hard. It is so, so hard because you are leaving it. You're leaving everything. How do they say leave every everything on the, uh, oh my goodness, everything at the altar, leave yes. everything yes. at the altar. You did that. And that can be difficult because once you, once you put it out there, anybody can have, mm-hmm. you know, can read it. They can have their own, you know, interpretation. So you have to be willing to say, I'm trusting. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. put it out there because that's that's a part of your healing also. Right. And I had an, I had a um, therapist while I was writing it. Um, I think I had like three sessions with her while I was writing it because you're absolutely right. It was wasn't easy, and I remember breaking down a couple of times. But I had to trust the process, like you said. And I said I didn't even really thought. Really seriously, about publishing until I got all the way to really to the end, and I was like, "Should I invite? and said, yes you are you done got this you you're going to publish this, and I yes. and I'll be giving away my books because I'm like, it's not about money, it's about my truth, it's about just helping someone yes. to I'm already blessed because I don't need the money, I need the truth to help free someone." You know what I mean? That's that's my that's my collection. That's the payment, right? Yes. Ah. Ah. It's that healing that you're passing on to people. It's that hope. Yes. Yes. Keep that hope. Have that faith. It can get there. You'll get there. And be able and, and look, one of the one of the crazy things that I hope you know they'll be able to read and see in the um book is that for years I didn't think Tamala, I was capable. I had to see myself worthy and capable to choose and love and be loved. Yeah. Yeah. I just want people to breathe that in. I, like, I just, ah, uh, you had to choose because it is a choice. Yes. And most times we don't until we get either sick of it, you know, but we're not because we're not taught certain things. We're taught to be, you know, polite and not say what we need or how we feel. No, you you have to honor yourself. And you chose, I'm going to honor me. Yes. Me. And I'm worth it. (laughs) Yes. And I'm absolutely, even with my flaws, I'm worth every bit of being able to choose me. Yeah. And so, you absolutely, and Tamala, I started thinking and I was like, Oh my gosh! I said, "Gosh!" I said, "Bless my heart!" I said, "Oh God, thank you for loving me so much." Because so many years, I remember choosing, because for my kids, yes. choosing yes. every day. I get up in the morning and I like I I'm, I, I I remember one time in a very very abusive relationship and in, in the driveway just bawling, didn't want to go in. But my children were dressed nice. They had a nice house. They, you know, and I'm like. They got stability. Choosed every morning, you know. it doesn't matter about me, as long as I know that they're okay, you know? Yeah. That's a part so of like the codependency. Those. Yeah. That's a part of the codependency. We know how to make it look good. Yes. On the outside. Yes. I made it look good, honey. <laughs> and I was torn up on the inside. Torn up. And I was like you. I love it. I love it when people do things that I I was I used to think was like, oh, nobody else does this. I would pull up to my house and not go in. I mm-hmm. would Just sit there. Because that was yeah. my piece. Mm-hmm. Because if I walked in that door, I had to be that unauthentic me. Right? Mm-hmm. The one that's going to make everybody in the house smile. And I'm going to smile on the outside, even though I'm crying on the inside. Right. So, yes, that is so wonderful. You chose you yeah. in every way. And I do. And and, and Tamla it's an everyday work i do it every day uh give you an example quick example of today i um and this is why i love podcasts because people like the reality shows this is as transparent as, as i can without ever the fighting, be honey without the um, fight. let me tell you i this morning i um last night I had a really rough night. I'm trying to get the second book out and I couldn't sleep. And, you know, I told you about the loss of my um, last husband, um, my baby girl's father. And four months prior to that, my adopted mom passed away. So I haven't, I've been really focusing on her and getting her back into school and just the adjustment and everything. And um, I'm trying to get this, you know, book and 12 o'clock comes now, mind you, uh, the part-time, the other job that I I started just to get some hours and get a more certification underneath my belt so that I can be, have more option. I love having more option and being able to stay home, stay, stay staying home with my baby girl. So I went back into the counseling field and at five o'clock I started, you know, working at, um, five o'clock in the morning at methadone play methadone clinic to get some of my hours in so I can take the test. And, um, so my alarm goes off at four, 12 o'clock comes, midnight comes and I'm still not sleeping. I go and take a Tylenol PM and it just was so heavy on me. I clocked in. I, well, I, when four o'clock came, almost 4.30, I called the reception and I told her, you know, I had migraine. I just took some Tylenol PM. I'll be in later. And then I end up calling her back and said, you know, just um, I'm not going to get the hours in the day. I'll be there tomorrow. But I, I took the time, like you were just talking about um, not being the non-authentic, I took the time just to grieve for me. Just slow. I slowed five, like <laughs> like five, 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 five steps back. Just I, I was in a, a turtle mood today. And I <laughs> loved it. Sam <Damn> left <laughs> you with a You were like, Kim, can you walk a little bit faster? <laughs> are you? <laughs> what are you doing? I, I, and I to do it and I felt good to do it I went downstairs at 12 I said what do I you know just choosing me I said what is going to make me feel a little bit better I I, I did I said mine yeah, you want an egg because you know we didn't get a phone call for her to go to school so I did my little um my little um, sausage and egg sandwich put my my my, to- my wheat bread in the toaster and got my little favorite jam on there and I just slowed down I wasn't, I just said, as long as I can get my state job done today, I am just going to take this time to just be soft, you know, just be, you know, just slow, yes. slow, right. slow pace. Yes. And I That's felt good moment. about, but, you know, so many times, but it's a work in progress to get there. Because like you said, so many times we work ourselves up as super, super moms superheroes that we have to get everything done that we said we're going to get done. We need to get it done. We, we, we're we in this uh, mechanical mode that, look, if I don't do it, it ain't going to get done. Somebody's got to right. do it, blah, blah, you know? And I had to work on that diligently to choose me to say, even if I wake up and I start missing my ex-husband and my my mom and want to cry, I I'm going to do it. I don't need Absolutely. no one to tell me it's okay. It hasn't been a year yet. That's gone. Yeah, I don't need nobody to tell me. I'm and I and you know because I'm gonna give myself that permission. I'm gonna. I have the right to choose, Absolutely. like you just said. Choose me every day, and then every you know, day. Like you said, and I and I and I start, you know, meditating and I start thinking about, you know, my coping skills with the music and stuff like that says, if I don't choose me, I can't give this type of responsibility to anybody else to do it. Right. Absolutely. I have to do it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. Mm -hmm. Kimberly, this has been so (laughs) yummy. And I just, I just want to ask you one more question and I promise I'll let you go. I know I've, I've held you for a little bit, but, um, can you tell the audience just a couple of things that you, cause I, you were talking about coping. Uh-huh. So you, you, you're at the point where you're like, I'm going to choose me. Yeah. I know you talked about meditating, yeah. so talked about music, but what were some of the other things that you were able to do to get to this point where baby, you are strong choosing yourself, <laughs> turtle strong. pace or not. Okay. Turtle pace or not, which was today. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. But today it was needed. So you gave yourself permission. But um <laughs> and, um I will say when I I I strongly feel, and I advocate for that, and I I really am going to get back into that because that is a part of my healing too. Is that once I get baby girl into school, I'm going to start getting back my sessions for my my mental health, my therapist mm-hmm. sessions, and um that's part of my um my my journey. That's part of my I um I as you said um what works for everybody else. What works for some people may not work for for right. for everyone really you know right. we have to individually identify, right. and that's when you you choosing yourself, you take the time to identify what really works for you like so one of my colleagues, one of my girlfriends now now um alcohol won't work for her no not not um she doesn't social drink she she drinks when we it's right. at, at party yeah. she drinks drinks, mm-hmm. and she knows why she's drinking you know, but um um but I also. Um, Now, some people have more of a, I I would say, more intense prayer life. I call my relationship with God and to to each his own. But my conversation to God and my relationship with God, I build on, And that's what, you know, I inspire and, you know, tell everybody else, whatever your power life your your spirituality life is built on it um connect with it now mine i connect with him throughout the night in the morning you know through song through prayer you know um so i it's just not a formality with me that it's like noon strictly from you know um i pray or i you know i, I do it throughout the day and I, yes. I you know i'm just very conscious so i build on my spirituality i, I build on um. Uh, identifying, like I said, what, what helps me to balance my life, Yes, what balanced my life. And like right. I said, until we as women choose ourselves and say, yes. this is something that I'm willing to do for me, mm-hmm. for, for me, when I got that memo out, it was just like, I'm talking to you, Tamla said now or never. So my choosing me was almost as clear as that was, if I don't do this now, I only have one earthly life to do. It's never. It's never. Right. Never, right. It's never. Absolutely. So letting everyone know, you can get the epitome of Kimmy Ware on Amazon and book and Goodreads. Yeah. Excellent. On Amazon. And then you are writing a second book. Look, I'm, okay. I'm trying to get into it. Is it, is it already titled? Do you have a, a release date yet? The breakthroughs, <laughs> and that's breakthrough. going to be oh lord yes that's that's the, that's the, and God has really uh, really did a did a did the epitome of Kimmy has been out for two years had no idea that my last parental uh, person in the world would know about the book live to see the book and then go. Leave this earthly world last year for me to pick up from there. Yeah. Nice. Because um, the breakthroughs and the losses, that's where I had to pick up. Right. And accepting and embracing. Yeah. I love that. Well, I'm going to tell you now <laughs> when you get ready to release it, I need you to come back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I, will. I will. After our celebration. It'll After play. our celebration. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yes. I love that. I Absolutely. Love Perfect. Well, Kimmy, thank you so much for being on the show. Your your story is just amazing. You know, thank you so much for sharing it with the world. And I want everyone to know I'm going to put your website, the show notes, um, the name of the book, where they can get the book. I'm going to put all of that in the show notes and um, that way they can get to you the website Um, they can see the family I told you I'm very transparent the website they can see the family and thank you for the platform because it takes us like we just talked about earlier the collaboration collaboration. without you couldn't be me so thank Um, you I love it it's a mirror I love it (laughs) All right. right. well thank you for being on the show I want to let my audience know I know that you can choose any podcast out here so I Thank you for choosing the Codependent Me podcast. And as I say all the time, you matter and your story matters and have a wonderful day. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me, and check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much, have a great day.